Hey, good morning. It is Wellness Wednesday. I am your host, Dr. D.B. Marshall, and I'm so glad to be in this number one more good time. One more good time. Somebody did not rise this morning, which means, you know, they had to go meet with the Lord. The Lord spared me one more day, so I had to brush my hair, brush my teeth, wipe my face. The boogers that was in my eyes had to go trying to set up shop and step out of here looking extra shiny and cute because today is a good day but listen i'm not alone i have herbalist keys and override with me good morning good morning and good morning to you good morning peace and blessings listen well first of all how y'all feeling before i go into this rant how y'all feeling how y'all feeling doing pretty good how about you i am doing well i'm doing well and so listen i know it is a week after the super bowl the whole thing that transpired which my 49ers lost you know i had to grieve but usher did halftime i just wanted to get y'all thoughts on it because there's a couple of things that stood out to me and so I, me and my colleagues got into a conversation, and I just wanted to get your perspective on it. But first, let's find out. Uh, Ober, did you look at the halftime show? I was knocked out. Have you been on YouTube to look at the halftime show? I saw some clippings. All right. We're gonna move but on. before we get into that, yeah, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to interject, but I do mean to interject. Can we give it up for my girl, Audrea Day, and doing the Black National Anthem on the uh, Super Bowl? She killed it. Okay. Listen, Moving I, forward. I didn't see it. Did I? Did they show that? Oh, like, oh you TV? missed it. I st- yes. They... Okay, I'm just frustrated because me and my family, we were like, where's the Black National Anthem? Where's the Black National So I have to go back and I have to watch that. I just assumed that they Andrea Day. Oh, she did that thing, yes. And she had some big shoes to fill after um, our girl. Uh, what's her name? I can't think right now. I'll come back. I remember Dream Girls, but yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and and so and so Shirley I, Ralph, yeah, Shirley, Shirley Ralph. Ralph. Okay, because Shirley Ralph killed it last year, but Audrea Day followed up wonderful. I know Shirley Ralph was applauding her in honor of Black History Month. And so I, I really enjoy the halftime show. Well, first of all, let's be clear: I'm not a huge Usher fan at all. You know, I don't think Usher mm-hmm. really caters to a whole lot of us, where us meaning men, but there are some people that are crazy about him. But I really think the women, for the most part, is his fan base. And so when he got up there, first of all, you know, he came out his shirt, and I just wanted to know if he had permission to do that because a titty popped out. Now, when Jenna titty popped out, yes, two titties popped out. But when Jenna titty popped out, there was an issue. So... I'm just curious, is Baby. it okay for men to just come on there? I was like, oh, my God, I know them. There was no titty popping out of that bird chest. He still got that same little chest when he was a, a teenager. He I was a, confused. He was, no, that was a nice carved chest. That was nice. Where? That was, the, now, he ain't all big. He ain't going to never be big, but he was tall. There was no carving on that chest whatsoever. He was, uh, he looked like a little kid. That was a little boy's body. Lord, Thank you. Okay. Mercy. Well, clearly. We I have, was like, why are we taking our shirt off? That's I like just want to know. What, showing I, my listen. non-having, yeah. All I know, I saw two titties and two nipples, and I wasn't. You ain't I, seen no titty. You seen a bird I, chest. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> Usher, even though I'm not a, I, mean, I don't listen to your music like that. You see, I am supporting you, and he's coming for you. All right, so listen. I, I, I like Usher, but that there wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What was so listen, and so then we turned around, and I and I looked back, and I saw stripper pose on the football field. Stripper pose. Stripper pose with strippers. Oh, I'm gonna have to go on. Um, Listen, Hulu. I was like, "What's I going on? This. What's going on? We stripping on the pose." And I was confused. Well, I didn't realize the song that he was singing had something to do with stripping. Yeah, but that's I a strip swear, club song. Okay, so I swear, I just know, old dude from the pink was gonna come up there in his heels. And twirl. That would have been wonderful. It would have. It would have. Come been. on, Uncle Clyde. <laughs> I just knew. I mean, he had everybody else. That would have been wonderful. I would just knew that Uncle Clyde was gonna pop out out of the floor with a whole bunch of smoke, and nobody can't see him with that pink, luxurious hair. Mm. And it's gonna be voila, and he was just gonna be spinning on that thing. But I digress. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That's the, that's not the conversation I have with my colleagues. The conversation I have with colleagues, I continue to tell them he reminds me of Marvin Gaye. No, no. And these are the old schools. No, no, no. I love me some Marvin Gaye. But before I tell the reason why, what are y'all thoughts? I well, didn't get Marvin. He actually was supposed <laughs> to play Marvin Gaye in oh, um, really? a higher movie. It was, it was um, a toss-up between him and Jesse... Uh, I can't remember his last name, but he you played. You better not say no Smollett. Uh-uh, not just oh. Smollett. The, he played a detective on Law and Order. And now he got mm-hmm. some old crazy show on he on now. It was, it was a pick between those two, but the movie never got off. Well, the reason I'm gonna I was saying. I'm going to have to go back and look at Marvin Gaye now, so. Because yeah. Marvin Gaye and Usher both have charisma. Mm-hmm. They were all the ladies' man. They had the slim choco 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 coco body skin, and they was always just just killing the hips and the swerving and the bumping and the grinding, and you know he just and, and they both got a nice falsetto. Well, yeah, they do. I, I, he just when I think of Usher, people used to say, "Oh, Michael Jackson." No, Chris Brown more so. Give me Michael Jackson. I never got Michael Jackson and Usher like no. But he definitely give me some sexual healing vibes. I, I did, come on, sexual healing. I, that's what I get. I guess I'm all alone um, in this by myself right now. I, I guess I hear what you're saying because I seen I seen exactly I see exactly what you're doing. But what he was doing, it didn't give me the same energy of the artists that you're talking. And I felt like he was trying to emulate. James Brown, Marvin Gaye, and all them older artists. Because I was laughing. I said, he looked like he's all of the temptations up there right now. (laughs) (laughs) But it seemed very... It I it didn't seem genuine. It didn't seem it seemed like he was trying something to me, if that makes sense mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, it does. Yeah. But overall, I definitely give that that halftime show a good seven and a half, eight. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was great. It was great. All right. Yeah. But thank you for indulging me. Indulging me. All right, y'all. We have a great show for you today, like we always do. So when we come back. Uh, we're going to have more to share with you here on Wellness Wednesday. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, good morning. We are back with Herbalist Keys and Ober. Once again, speak to the people. Hey. I had to catch myself. Peace and blessings. I almost say ladies and gentlemen. I was about to say that I had to catch myself. 
But Oprah probably would have still be like, oh, tell me about my eyes. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, listen, as a mental health professional, it is not uncommon that I come across people that internalize so much of what's going on in their life that they get to a point where they feel like they are not good enough, not good enough. It comes from things that family may say, things that your job may say, people, things that your spouse may say. Shoot, sometimes them kids are saying something like that and you questioning like, oh, am I, am I a god parent? And so with that said, I wanted to sit down and again, we've been talking about love, self-love and really have a in-depth conversation <coughs> around feeling inadequate and not feeling like we are good enough because there are so many people that are struggling with these feelings. All right. So with that said, Obra, what are your thoughts around that? Well, you know, dealing with self-loathing is something that I experienced in my younger years into my adult years. So, And it was for a lot of different reasons. One, because I realized at a very young age that I was a, now brace yourself, brace yourself. I was a homosexual. Oh, all by yourself? Yes, and I realized <laughs> it. Who else was supposed to be oh. with him? Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. I was, and I, I saw that I was different from the other boys on the block that contributed to my not liking myself. And I just thought that I wasn't, a tr- I just thought I was an ugly little thing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, with my father not being a constant in my life, I thought there was something wrong with me that he didn't want to be a part of my life, not realizing it because I was a kid then I didn't realize he was dealing with his own illnesses. So, yeah, and as an adult, I just got to know me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I look in the mirror and I lean in and I say, you pretty bitch. Yeah. Are beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. I'm beautiful. Damn Damn it. it. Yeah. 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 And I like me. And and I love me. And it took me years to get to that point. But if you don't right now, write yourself some affirmations, put them on sticky notes and put them all over the the places in the house where you frequent. Just stick them up there. I'm beautiful. I'm worth it. I'm more than enough. All those affirmations you can think of, just stick them all everywhere you go in your house. Stick them up there. Put it on your refrigerator. Stick it on the mirror in your bathroom. Talk to yourself. Validate yourself. Don't look for other people to do that because you'll be disappointed and you'll be depressed. I, one of the things that you that stood out for me that you just said was that 
you had this father figure that you felt like had an issue with you. Then you go into your community and the same gender, you also having issues with them. And it can, you can easily walk away feeling like what's wrong with men? Why am I'm not getting the support from the men that I am surrounded with or surrounded by? Have you ever thought about that? No, only with my father. Okay. Only with my father. So you didn't. Uh, Even though I got picked on by the boys in my neighborhood, it, um, it wasn't like it was a severe bullying. It's just that they they recognized what the I recognized and they called it out. Okay. Right. You know, um, and that was scary for a kid. <laughs> Yeah, anything yeah. I think of the unknown, right? And so even as a kid, I don't. We know that we're different, but we don't put a label or a title on it. And most of us receive or absorb or attach ourselves to that title because it's the first thing that we hear that we identify with the difference that we are living and experience from day to day, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, oh, so I am this. Oh, this is what it is. So we allow them to define us. But we, again, we are kids. We don't know uh, uh, better, right? And understand that we don't necessarily need to do that. Different can be different. But now in today's time, we have different mean unique, right? Different mean authentic different mean is that you're being genuine you're being yourself but back then we didn't have those options those options wasn't presented to us we only had gay sissy fag and mm. homosexual so now, I don't tell people now we have a whole book of names yes we do <laughs> a whole alphabet uh, 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 a through Z, and some of that, some of and those characters and letters. Are just <laughs> 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 you say characters and letters. We do. Yeah, oh, for real. I mean, we do. In emojis. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, we got all of that. But it's better to be able to have those, and we choose which one we want to identify or assimilate or um, bond with because there's an emotional. Peace Do you are. really feel that's true? What's that? I'm being for real now. It's better that we have all these yes, for unnecessary me. days. Yeah, for me. Let, 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 let's listen. We, 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 we're getting ready to go to break and we can come back to this. Stay tuned, y'all. Because <laughs> it sounds like this is going to be hot tamales. Hot tamales. Stay tuned. Hey, we are back. We are back. I'm your host, Dr. D.B. Marshall. And I have my fabulous black men standing right here beside me and the other one afar. But listen, we were having this very, very engaging conversation regarding being or feeling, I want to say being, feeling inadequate, asking ourselves, you know, are we enough? Are we enough? So I, you know, left off with saying, I'm glad that we have all of these choices Mm. And, and, and because, and I'm going to tell you why, I never 
felt like I belonged in all these specific categories. I never thought that I was gay. I never thought that I was just bisexual. I never thought that I was straight. And so all of it was like, I, I, don't, I don't identify with this. I don't identify with this. I don't identify with this. And I was like, where am I? Like, none of that made sense to me. And the more and more information that was coming out regarding names, terms, characters, symbols, and things, I was like, oh, okay, so this is where I fit and there are sometimes when I am one thing for years and I can be completely different for another number of years and I'm very okay with that is that non-binary um I I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it non-binary I'll call it something else but yeah absolutely I, for me those choices help me to connect a little more yeah. What do you think, Keys? So I, I I hear what you're saying, but I feel like they have so many names and stuff, and half of them are repeating themselves of the definitions of what they mean and don't mean. And then we have all these LGBT plus XYZ elemental P people want to get upset with you because yesterday they came up with a new name for their new feeling. I'm sorry because you came up with a new name for your new feeling. That does not make it right for you to jump down my throat because you came up with something other yesterday all the, all of a sudden. All these names and stuff that we are coming up with, all we're doing is, is causing more division amongst people and making people more confused and frustrated, including your own LGBT members in this community. Amen. Well, well me personally, I don't necessarily agree with that. I think the division is always going to be there somewhere at some point. There are people who just want to be divided and they're going to find a reason to be that way. It's just, it's just what it is. Um, confused. I think we all, I think we were born into this world confused and you know, we all try to find that way again. But I think the more time you spend with each other, I mean, with yourself, the more and more clarity uh, that you get you only confused because you're not taking the time to invest the number of hours that you need to invest to get to know who you are so you can have the clarity to walk in your purpose so that's just i didn't say the person was confused i said these people are confusing everybody else with all these abstract names and titles and symbols mm -hmm. and then want to catch an attitude with you because they didn't came up with something other new literally yesterday and you don't understand or get it. And then when you start asking questions, you're being homophobic or you're being xenophobic or you're being all these different phobias. And it's like a uh, baby, I'm in the gay community to myself. So if I don't understand it, how do you expect somebody else outside of the community to understand it? So you need to be, if someone asks you, don't get offended by it. Clarify it. When you clear, when you know who you are and what you are and your purpose, like you don't tend to even entertain all of that. You know, all of that falls by the wayside. Usually in my experience or dealing with people who are very clear on who they are and what they're doing. Like it's like what I'm going to argue or fuss about when I know who I am. There's no argument. Like It's not right. you knowing who you are. It's the others who are telling you what they made up for you to call them. And when I'm approached by people like that, honey, just tell me your name. Well, what I'm saying, but they're right. acting out of frustration, correct? They're responding to you or acting toward, uh, acting out in frustration? Not not necessarily because they come up to you saying, well, I identify as. Uh, just, right, just give right. me your name. 
And that's how I, that's how we'll identify with each other. You'll call me over, and I'll call you by your name. So you telling them what you want to do, not necessarily. No, 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 no. I'm I'm telling them how we can just eliminate all that back and forth. Just but let's call each other by our names. What if that's not what they want? So what? But when when have we ever start going up? That's like me going up to someone. My name is Sean, and I identify as a male. That sounds crazy. It's not a matter Period. of what it sounds. It's it, a matter it's, of I see, I see you. I, you don't you. need to tell me who you identify as. I didn't ask you that. Well, I I don't agree with y'all. I, I don't okay. agree. With y'all. I think people should be able to I introduce themselves whether they want to say, "Hey, my name is such and such." And I am the bishop over such and such, or if I, you know, I am a Christian, whatever it is that they say, if that's their introduction, it's their introduction. Why are we taking it personal? That's fine, but just give me your name. You said my name is such and such, and I am a bishop. That's so you said they're introducing themselves just by a. I, I just I, identify as them. They I think it's even it's crazy if somebody comes in and say, "Dear, my name is so and so, and I'm a bishop." I didn't ask you that. Who I just you just need to introduce me who you who you are is your name. We'll find out who you are from me getting to know you. And yeah. but you coming off that automatically makes a hostile environment like that. I don't think it does. I think you yeah. perceive it to be hostile because you're not getting what you want because that's what you want. Them to it's do. not about me getting what I want. It's why do you need to do all that? Why does it matter? What's your purpose? It, because you're you you're turning it into that person is doing that. They automatically turn it into a hostile environment. The same way if I did that to these very exact same people, they would be automatically offended. <laughs> yeah, I don't get hostile. Turn it into a hostile environment. I hear what y'all saying, but I, to me, it's just simple. Hey, I'm such and such, or whatever it is. It just it is what it is. It's just say, okay. Hey, but why I, are you even doing that? Why you just can't introduce yourself as your name? Why we and drop to, it? Why do we have to know their why? That's their business. Why we have to know their why? Because there's a reason why you're doing all that extra. There's a purpose of why you're doing it. Otherwise, you would just introduce yourself as I am so and so. Period. Yeah, I ain't trying to understand they why that's their business. I, I, <laughs> I guess I don't read deep into it. I, I, I definitely hear you. I mean, hearing you, but what I'm hearing is, you know, I want you to respond the way that I want you to respond. This is no. what I want to hear. That's that's all. I'm no, that's not. And that, that 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 that's a cop out. And I'm I'm going to hold yeah. you on that one. That's a cop out. Proposed to just telling people you're doing too fucking much. It's how they express themselves. How do you tell somebody they're doing too much to express themselves? Like, I don't get it. Okay. This is a really good, interesting conversation. And so with that said, we're going to go ahead and bring this to a conclusion. And y'all stay tuned because we have a black history icon that's coming up. Y'all stay tuned. Hey, good morning. We are back. We are back. We are back. As you all know, it is Black History Month, and it's time to talk about our Black Icon, presented to you by Herbalist Keys. Go ahead, Herb. Peace and blessings, everybody. I would like to, this Black History Month, um, spotlight Malcolm X. He was born Malcolm Little, 1925, in Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Omaha, Nebraska. I'm like, there is no Oklahoma, Nebraska. Okay. <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> I didn't know he was from Nebraska. Of all places. Uh, 
Right, right. Omaha, Nebraska. His father was a Baptist minister. A lot of people didn't know oh, that. Oh, I didn't know that either. Um, yes, he was a Baptist minister, and they end up moving to Michigan around when Malcolm was six years old because they had a tax on their house, tax on them by the Ku Klux Klan. And later on in his life, Malcolm ended up joining the Nation of Islam. The dates are very debatable when that all happened and when he met up with uh, the Nation of Islam and everything. Malcolm went on to be a civil rights activist and a very powerful and strong civil rights activist um, in the Black community with one of his popular and well-known phrases is by any means necessary mm-hmm. um when and which was very contradictory in the civil rights activist movement which was non-violence non-violence by one of his other brothers which they literally conjoined together and started wanted to work together after malcolm had made a pilgrimage to Mecca in 1965, I believe it was. He made his pilgrimage. Yes, 1965. He made his pilgrimage to Mecca and he changed his name. And you guys, I'm not going to even try to pronounce his name because I know I'm on a butcher and I don't want to disgrace his, his name, but his last name he changed to Shabazz. I can't say that. I know I can say that successfully. I hope <laughs> I said that successfully. <laughs> But yeah, I don't want to um, be that person and butcher his uh, his um, name he changed to because that meant a lot to him and um, he's a person that means a lot to me in my life. So yes, and as well, him Malcolm had had seen a new vision of how to how to see receive black people becoming more liberated and more powerful in what is so called the United States. He did not, and he decided they tried to form a coalition with Malcolm X, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Minister Eliza Muhammad, and a couple other um, civil rights activists. And around that time, that is when our civil rights activists had start all getting dismissed um, from our presence. So you take from that what you may. Malcolm X is our civil rights activist, hero, leader, to hero to some, leaders to some, father to some, husband to others. And um, yeah, Malcolm yeah. X. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. You know, you talked about his dad was a Baptist minister. I didn't even know he was a minister. I know he, you know, advocated. Huh? I didn't know Malcolm X was a minister. Did you know? Really? Oh, I didn't. He had a whole a mosque in Boston. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah. You know, the what I've, well, they don't, well, they teach you div- different variations of different things in school. And so that was never really taught to me. So that was, that's that's nice to know that he somewhat followed in his father's footsteps to some degree. And that he was assassinated on February the 21st, right in the month of Black History Month. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy doing this month. I didn't even realize he had a boatload of kids, a boatload of kids, boatload of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they literally they were all and, girls. And we, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, I believe so. You, well, the kids that we know of, of his, were all girls. Let's put it what like that. Mean, because uh, let's be true for our civil rights leaders, they were human beings. And um, they had flaws in their life. And Malcolm, Martin, and uh, several of our civil rights leaders, they've had, they've had and have had several children outside of their wives. I didn't know that. Yeah. Coretta Scott, she, she even mentioned it to um, 
Betty Shabazz. That yeah, there, there was no secret. Yeah, because they became friends. Yeah, I remember that yeah. relationship. I know they had a really good relationship. I think Malcolm was a little bit more open about his um his uh his his troubles through in his journeys. And we I think we forget as people we are journey we have a journey we go through until the time that we are ready to make our final chapter here on earth. And it's not. so when we're going through a journey, we don't always make the right decisions. We're not we're not always great people when we wake up every morning. It's no more different that you wake up. You're having a bad day. Some days you make you may make decisions that you shouldn't have made. Oh, yeah. You don't got to tell me. <laughs> you don't, you don't got to. But I, I'm I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying that for our people, because I feel like we look at our leaders that they are totally untouchable, that they couldn't did no wrong. A lot of people didn't know King was a chain smoker. <laughs> I did know that. I was watching. Right. Recently, I, was, I watched this interview. Uh, one of the ladies, was, I, I think she's the last living lady that worked at the hotel. And she had to go mm-hmm. to his room a couple of times to take him food. And she would say he was in there chain smoking. I wanted to ask her, what was he smoking? Right. Cool Filthy King or Virginia Slims? But, uh, yeah. but yeah. They say he used to tear them cigarettes up. I mean, and I'm quite, you was doing the work he did too. You'd probably be smoking, drinking, and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that. Just during that time, cigarette, cigarettes was like a, um, Status a trend. Symbol. Yeah, it was a trend back then. But, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and another thing I want to say, a lot of things, a lot of things people don't that one thing people don't realize about Malcolm X. Um, I feel like he brought back he brought more awareness to the part of the culture that we were separated from, which is Islam. Um, a lot of people don't realize the song couldn't hear nobody pray. That comes from the fact of when we are bought over here in slave ships. We most of us were Islamic, and if you know anything about Islam, they have a call to prayer. And it's um, with them separating us and, and dividing us the way they did. You didn't. They didn't hear that call to prayer no more. So that's where the song comes from. Peace and blessings.